I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I want you to think back on a time when you felt homesick. Because being homesick is a very unique feeling. It's not just loneliness or fear, but it's this deep desire to be someplace familiar or to feel something you felt before. I was always a very homesick child, bless my parents' heart. I never wanted to go away to summer camp, and if I did, I always tried to con the counselors into letting me call home so I could beg my parents to come and get me, which they never did. I even missed a trip to England with my high school choir because I was too afraid to go. I knew I had to try and fix this problem because it was holding me back from new experiences and from life. So after I finished high school, I decided to move five hours away to Knoxville, and I started as a freshman at the University of Tennessee. I was 17 and naive and very homesick. I lived in the freshman dorm, and there was a study room like at the end of my hall, and I pretty much spent every night there. And there was a woman who worked in the dorms, and every night it was a part of her job to go around and make sure all the lights were off and all the doors that should be locked were locked. And if she found me in the study hall room, she would always come in and ask how I was doing. She could probably tell by the look on my face that I was not doing very well. She sat down for maybe 10 minutes and she just talked to me like another human being. Not like I was a scared child or an overly ambitious student, not like anything but another human being. And she would always say something to me before she left. I'm proud of you. Keep going. She didn't know me. She was just showing kindness to someone who she could tell was struggling and scared and uncertain. Ten minutes. Conversations in a study hall room just a few times a week helped change my whole perspective on why I was there and what I was doing. And I wish I could tell you that I remembered her name and I wish I could tell you that I saw her throughout my four years at UT, but I didn't see her again after that first fall semester. And I cannot for the life of me think of her name. But I will tell you that that woman saved my life that year. And I will be forever grateful to her kindness. She met me when I just wanted to go back to what I knew, and she gifted me with the freedom to imagine what might happen if I just kept going. So I'm sure that all of you know this feeling of being homesick. Maybe not for an actual place, but maybe for feeling or another part or time in your life. It's part of being human. And in our gospel reading today, it's easy to recognize that these two followers of Jesus are homesick. In this story, which is unique to Luke's gospel, Cleopas and another follower of Jesus were walking a long seven-mile journey from Jerusalem to Emmaus, thinking about all the things that had happened to them. 
and all the things that had happened to Jesus. They were homesick for the life they had before Jesus died, and now they were grappling with grief and confusion about what was next. They would probably give anything to go back to a place in time before all this happened, a place in time where things made more sense. But a stranger meets them on the road, and they don't recognize him, and that's probably for the best. It would have distracted them from hearing what the stranger has to say. They're shocked. He doesn't seem to know what happened in Jerusalem. How a man they hoped would be the Messiah was brutally killed by the state. Sure, some women said they saw Jesus alive and the tomb empty, but you can tell these two followers are not so sure what's true and what's not. They are stuck in this place of fear and grief and confusion, and they aren't sure about anything. They have lost their prophetic imagination and their sacred curiosity. They've lost their connection to the larger story. They meet Jesus at a time of great vulnerability, and he reminds them who they are and what resurrection means, even if they can't see it clearly in the moment. They've been so focused on what has happened and caught up in the details of Christ's death and the confusion of the aftermath. They were homesick for Christ's humanity, not yet understanding or believing in the hope of the resurrection. The text says, We had hoped he was the one to redeem Israel. You can sense their very real doubt. These two followers remind us that there are no perfect believers. There's always room for doubt and confusion and for wondering if this story really could be true. Even with the risen Lord standing right beside you, fear and doubt make him unrecognizable. But Jesus meets them where they are, not to turn their heads back to what happened in Jerusalem, but to walk with them toward what's next. He reminds them of the prophecies and the path of suffering that the Messiah must endure before he enters into glory. Jesus connects the dots of the messianic journey, and then he does something truly remarkable. He accepts their anxious invitation and sits down to share a meal with them. He took the bread, blessed, broke it, and gave it to them. These two Emmaus walkers come to the table homesick and fearful and longing for what they once knew. They come to the table just like we do, and there they meet Jesus. That's when they finally see what's really happening. Jesus sits at the table with them, And then we have this scene of divine hospitality where they're no longer sitting with a stranger, but with the risen God. He leaves them there, but they don't stay for long. They take the same road back to Jerusalem, but instead of walking slowly, their heads down in doubt, they hurry back, desperate to tell the other disciples about their experience with God. That's what the season of Easter is all about. We can't stand at the tomb forever trying to make sense of it all. The resurrection story is not just an idle tale to distract us from reality. The 
power and joy of resurrection is that it liberates us and compels us to think beyond what we know. Envisioning a world where God's kingdom is so much more than a single time and place. Resurrection pushes us forward and it calls us to sit at the table together, no longer strangers, but people who can recognize the redemptive love of God in one another. If we cannot see God in each other, in our neighbors, then we will always be homesick for an easy, comfortable faith, and nothing in this world will ever change. Theologian James Cone reminds us that if we cannot recognize the truth, then it cannot liberate us from the untruth. Cleopas and the other follower returned home to Jerusalem with the liberating hope and belief that this story of God was not over. That's the good news for us homesick believers, that we don't have to be stuck in a place of fear and doubt, that we can risk coming to the table as strangers and we can risk recognizing Christ in one another and be liberated by the hope of resurrection. We don't hold on to what we receive, fearful someone else might take it, Instead, when we recognize Christ, we run back down the road and share the liberating love of God with our neighbors. Amen.